0: In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis, as we do each and every day. Also, quoting Jamie Dimon from Davos, he says, Satoshi will come back and increase the supply of Bitcoin. Yeah, I'll be breaking down his latest FUD, as well as the response from Edward Snowden in regards to the JP Morgan CEO. We'll also be discussing David Icke's take on Javier Malay after giving his speech at the World Economic Forum. We'll also be discussing ProShares files for five Bitcoin ETFs with indirect exposure, as well as spot Bitcoin ETF volume passes the insane $10 billion mark as GBTC sales slow down. We'll also be discussing SkyBridge founder Anthony Scaramucci expects Bitcoin to surpass $170,000 per coin next year. Send it. We'll also be discussing Bitcoin could have a pre having rally before skyrocketing six hundred and thirty percent to three hundred thousand per coin, according to crypto analyst Mikhail Van de Pop. We'll also be discussing is Bitcoin's one million dollar dream on hold? I'll be revealing Max Kaiser's top obstacles. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more. In today's show. Yo, what's good, Crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at cryptonewsalerts.net. Again, that's crypto Today is pod episode number 1525. I'm your one and only fearless host, JV, and today is January 17th, 2024, three months out. Until the Bitcoin halving set to take place in April, let's kick it off with our market watch as we do each and every day. You should be able to see Coin360 on your screen. We got Bitcoin pulled back a little bit today, just 1.5%, maintaining above forty-two thousand six hundred dollars we have Ether trading above $2,500, barely in the red as well. BNB, XRP, Cardano, all in the red. Solana actually breaking out against the grain, up roughly 4%, reclaiming $100. Another major gainer is Chainlink, up 5.5% for the day, trading just under $1,600 bones. And checking out the crypto market cap, we're sitting at 1.67 trillion with 55 billion in volume for the past 24 hours, with the Bitcoin dominance still on the decline at 50, or sorry, 49.7%, with the Ether dominance which has been on the rise this past week, soaring from a bottom of 14.9 back to now 18.2%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past 24 hours, say is up 10%, Render 8% and Astar, 5%. Below that, we got Chainlink, Beam, and SUI and Solana. Now, which altcoins are you most bullish on for this bull run? Please let me know, family, in the comments right down below. And checking out the crypto bubbles to get a visual perspective of the market. You can see most of the alts are getting wrecked right now. I'd say roughly 85% of the top 100 are in the red and correcting, with just a handful in the green. And zooming out on the monthly, let's not forget when in doubt, Zoom out. Virtually all the major altcoins, tremendous gains, many of them up over 100% or close to. You got SEI up 278%, ENS 179%, HEX 116%, PLS 121%. You have ARB up 93%, and just overall massive gainers. And checking out the and Fear Index, Let's see where we're at. We're currently rated a 60 back in greed. Yesterday, 64. Last week, a 73. And last month, a 65 in greed. So there you have it, my crypto fam. How many of you are anticipating 50 Gs still this month for January? Let me know. But next, let's dive into our Bitcoin TA, AKA Astrology for Men. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. The headline Bitcoin price slips to 42.4, as JP Morgan CEO says Bitcoin does nothing. And speaking of this guy, I first want to touch upon this mofo. So, yeah, he was just doing an interview on Davos on the mainstream, and he says, quoting him Satoshi will come back and increase the supply of Bitcoin why the financial system will change when the old head moves on, illustrated in one video. Now, Jameson Lop responded, Jamie Dimon thinks Satoshi will come back one day and print more Bitcoin. How do you know it'll stop at 21 million? He keeps asking year after year after year. Bro, it's five lines of code and not even Satoshi can force us to change it. And there you have the code right here. Uh, you can see subsidy is cut in half every 210,000 blocks, which will occur approximately every four years. It also also says force block reward to zero. Where right shift is undefined. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone, for and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I mean, I'm not a coder, but it's broken down here, apparently, and you can't change it. So take that, Mr. Diamond. And Edward Snowden chimed in. I got a lot of respect for Snowden. He said, wild how the SEC government approving a Bitcoin ETF was all it took to transform the CEO JP Morgan from the king of money into the guy who spends one half of every interview insisting I don't care about Bitcoin and the other half sobbing that it stole his wife and shot his dog. So, yeah, this is quite hilarious, and it's getting out of control. And uh, I'll actually touch upon David Icke's response to Javier Malay, you know, the new president of Argentina. But first, let's uh, dive into this uh, Q&A. So, Bitcoin fell into intraday lows prior to January seventeenth Wall Street Open as the World Economic Forum offered fresh mainstream criticism. And here you're looking at the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart. Uh, the data from TradingView confirmed the Bitcoin price dip to 424 on Bitstamp, Bitcoin still tightly ranged bound after last week's spate of volatility, repeatedly failed to sustain forty three thousand as support amid a broad absence of liquidity. The mood was not helped by JP Morgan Chase Jamie the Tapeworm Diamond as the World Economic Forum annual gathering in Davos, Switzerland told CNBC the Bitcoin does nothing. I'm not trying to make a joke here. There are use cases, AML, fraud, anti-money laundering, tax avoidance, sex trafficking, all things that Jamie Diamond himself are guilty of. Let's not forget that. But anyways, he also says, "Those are the real use cases and you can see it being used for hundreds, maybe 50 to 100 billion a year for that. That is the end use case. Now, the tapeworm additionally proclaimed that he would not mention Bitcoin on the network again. Heard that one before, asking presenters to stop talking about it. Diamond has himself repeatedly promised to stop mentioning it for years. So keep that in mind. It's not going to stop coming out of his mouth, unfortunately. And asked about his stance regarding last week's slew of spot Bitcoin ETF launches. He insisted that he was ambivalent about competitors embracing Bitcoin, quoting him here. I don't know what he would say about blockchain versus currencies that do something versus Bitcoin that does nothing. It may be a lot different than me, he concluded. Referencing Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock, whose iShares Bitcoin trust ETF saw more than 700 million worth of inflows in the first three days, he also says. But this is what makes a market. People have opinions, and this is the last time I'm ever going to state my opinion. Whatever you say, Jamie the tapeworm, whatever you say. And updating their angle on the short-term Bitcoin price performance, popular traders warned of testing the times ahead. Uh, Dan Crypto Trades says the day of simple trading environments, are now over, and that it remains impossible to second-guess, quoting him here alongside the chart. After last week's drop, Bitcoin is just ranging and chopping people up. I am in no rush to take any actions and happy just waiting for clear opportunities. Easy mode was the past weeks and months, but not now. And the chart showed the range high, low, and midpoint currently in play. And for fellow trader Crypto Tony, he predicts the range continuing with a possible floor in the upper Thirty thousand area. Quoting him here, I expect Bitcoin to range between forty-seven and thirty-eight thousand over the next few months. More attention to the altcoins to come. And now for a little bonus from David Ike, his thoughts on listening to Javier Malay's speech, which he posted, which was roughly twenty-three minutes. He spoke yesterday at the World Economic Forum, or it may have even been this morning. I don't know exactly when he spoke, but this is brand new. He wrote here, quoting David Icke. I heard Malay's speech at the World Economic Forum, champions freedom. So I listened. It doesn't. It seeks to move power and control from governments to corporations, if you listen carefully, and that's what's happening anyway. What he doesn't say is that governments and corporations are owned by the same global cult. So either way, the same cabal is in control. The obsession with economic growth for its own sake is a classic free-for-all child-like economics, in which the strongest, most wealthy and prevail without the most basic checks and balances. Economic growth is merely the amount of money spent on goods and services. So all the negative things that we don't want to happen are ticked as positive by economic growth. If money changes hands and profits are made freedom to be exploited by billionaires without redress is not freedom. Corporate monopolies with unchecked power is not freedom. He talks about capitalism, but what he is describing is truth and cartelism. It is barely one-dimensional. It's the playground. You challenge white with black and black with white, while the cult sits laughing in the shade of gray, controlling both. Malay is a child and grown-up's playground appearing to challenge power while handing it over to the already super powerful witch. Do you want the free rigged market tyranny run riot or state dictated communist tyranny? Neither. Thanks. I'm an adult. I want freedom and justice for all, not the few. And whether it's Malay or Schwab, the few get the spoils and the rest get the crumbs and the tyranny. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Very powerful words coming from David Icke. Let me know if you agree or disagree, family. And let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss these five new Bitcoin ETFs. The headline reads, ProShares files for five Bitcoin ETFs with indirect Exposure. That's right. ProShares, a major issuer of ETFs in the US, is working to launch several more Bitcoin ETFs with indirect Bitcoin exposure amid the first days of the spot Bitcoin ETF trading, now currently on the local exchanges. According to a January 16th filing with the US SEC, ProShares wants to launch leveraged and inverse Bitcoin ETFs. Interestingly, the ETFs seek daily investment results from Bitcoin price increases and decreases based on the daily performance of the Bloomberg Galaxy Bitcoin Index. ProShares prospectuses specifically propose to launch five new Bitcoin ETFs, including the plus Bitcoin ETF, the ultra Bitcoin ETF, the ultra short Bitcoin ETF, the short Bitcoin ETF, ETF, and the short plus Bitcoin ETF. Now, ProShares Plus Bitcoin ETF and ProShares Ultra Bitcoin ETF seek daily investment results corresponding to a 1.5x to 2x increase from the daily performance of BGCI, respectively. The other three funds, ProShares Ultra Short Bitcoin ETF, the ProShares Short Bitcoin ETF, and the Short Plus Bitcoin ETFs seek daily investment results based on inverse of the daily performance of the BGCI of negative 2X, negative 1X, and negative 1.5X, respectively. The funds do not directly short Bitcoin. Pro shares stressed in the filing, adding that it seeks the benefit from decreases in the price of Bitcoin. Now, at this time, Bitcoin was trading at around 43,000, seeing a significant decline following the launch of the spot Bitcoin ETFs in the US. Remember, we topped out at roughly forty-nine then we corrected, and this is where we're currently at. Some industry investors like ARC CEO, Kathy Wood, previously predicted that the market is likely to face a short-term sell-off due to some investors looking to cash out miss. The positive news. The filings come a few days after the U.S. SEC approved 11 ETFs with the first trades debuting on January 11th. ProShares was not one of the issuers behind the first wave. Now ProShares firm has been focused on futures-based crypto ETFs, which none of us are really interested in as futures just give them more room to manipulate markets at the end of the day. But anyways, its flagship Bitcoin futures-based product, Bitcoin Strategy ETF, BITO, has seen significant growth over the past few months, briefly reaching 2 billion in assets under management for the first time in January of this year. And apart from BITO, ProShares also currently offers the Ethereum strategy ETF, Bitcoin and Ether market cap weight strategy ETF, and the Bitcoin and Ether equal weight strategy ETF. So, talk about an ETF frenzy coming from ProShares. Right now, what are your thoughts on all this, family? Let me know. Let's dive into our next story of the day, family. We discussed the uh, pro shares and all their new ETFs coming. Now, let's discuss the GBTC, which is a grayscale Bitcoin trust uh, ETF, and what's going on over here. The headline reads Bitcoin. Spot Bitcoin ETF volumes pass insane 10 billion mark as GBTC sales slow. So here's the latest. Spot Bitcoin ETFs have seen eight figure trading volumes in the three days since their launch in the United States. Bloomberg intelligence analyst Mr. Safart, can you say Safeheart, shows that as of January 16th, spot ETF volumes have officially passed the 10 billion dollar mark. Let's go. Bitcoin's newest ETFs have caused controversy since their January 11th debut, which was what? Just last week. With a frenetic trading activity having little tangible impact on the Bitcoin price growth. While some are wary, as a result, fellow Bloomberg analyst Balchunez argues that the raw figures speak for themselves, quoting him here. Let me put into context how insane 10 billion in volume is in the first three days. There were 500 ETFs launched in 2023, Five. 100. Today they did a combined 450 million in volume. The best one did 45 mil and many had months to get going. Ibit alone is seeing more activity than the entire 23 freshman class. So let that sink in. And here you can see the spot Bitcoin ETF volumes. You can see the top one being GBTC, followed by Ibit, which is ultimately uh, BlackRock, followed by Fidelity, Bitwise, Ark VanEck. Etc. So in terms of net inflows and outflows, the picture continues to show sales from the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, which is newly converted to an ETF. And according to data from BitMEX Research, the most significant net gains belong to BlackRock's iShares Bitcoin Trust, up 700 million over those three days. Meanwhile, GBTC has seen net outflows of more than 1.1 billion, which is a phenomenon attributed to investors swapping b- between their ETF products due to the product's higher fees. That's right. They have the highest of all the 11 ETFs that have been launched. Theirs, I believe, is 1.5%, and some others are less than 0.2%, so crazy. Quoting, Crypto Slate, GBTC, total outflows are now 1.18 billion versus spot Bitcoin ETF inflows of 2 billion. It would be extremely encouraging if we continued this pace for the first month of trading, says James Van Stratton, research analyst over at Crypto Slate. And this is the spot Bitcoin ETF net flows you can see in this chart. Jan 3 CEO Samson Mao, meanwhile, predicted a return to the ETF equilibrium following a period of flux Post-launch, quoting him here, Time is needed for everything to recalibrate. Bitcoin, or I should say GBTC, sell pressure won't be a long drawn-out process. Many just cannot sell because the tax hit is too big. And eventually, Grayscale must capitulate on the fees. This is likely to be sooner rather than later. Let me know if you agree or disagree with that sentiment. In the meantime, however, few anticipate a Bitcoin price surge well beyond the well-established trading range in place since the start of December 2023. While some remain confident in market strength at the current 43Gs, doubts linger over Bitcoin's ability to avoid fresh capitulation, quoting trader JT, still see room to fall regardless of the shorter-term pop. Once we get to the bottom of the long-standing range, we can reevaluate. Now, 41.5 has thus far formed the floor for the January price action, seeing repeated tests since 2024 begin as per data from TradingView. So there you have it, my crypto fam. Let me know your thoughts in regards to all of this and GBTC. I also like to throw out there that GBTC is the largest hodler of Bitcoin on the planet. They have roughly 620,000 BTC in their possession, which is absolutely bonkers. And a little, uh, to compare that to Satoshi's wallet is uh, rumored to hold one, or wallets in general, 1.1 million, so they have roughly half the amount of Bitcoin that Satoshi themselves hold, which is pretty ludicrous. 50, 100 Gs. Let's go. Now we're talking, family. Now let's continue with the show. I appreciate the likes. Thanks for the support. Now let's discuss some bullish sentiment. We're going to be discussing $170,000 target, followed by a $300,000 target, followed by the $1 million price prediction and why things are a little slower than we were anticipating. And we'll break all this stuff down. Then we'll do a live Q&A session that is going to be lit, Mark my words. But anyways, family, the headline reads, SkyBridge founder, who is Anthony Scaramucci, expects Bitcoin to surpass 170,000 by next year. 170 G's, baby. Send it. Here we go. The Mooch shared his price prediction in an interview with Reuters Global Markets Forum on Monday. He based his price outlook on the demand for newly approved spot Bitcoin ETFs and the upcoming Bitcoin halving. Quitting the Mooch, if Bitcoin's at 45,000 on the halving, where it roughly is right now, it'll be 170,000 by mid to late 2025. And massive shout out to Kerry Watts. I appreciate you joining the HODL Gang, which is the membership of our channel. Love and light, family. Uh, Quoting the Mooch again, wherever the price is on the day of the halving in April, multiply it by four and it'll reach that price in the next 18 months. Now in December, the Mooch predicted massive capital inflow from Wall Street into the spot Bitcoin ETFs. The SEC approved 11 spot Bitcoin ETFs last week. The anticipation surrounding the approval sent the price all the way up to 49 Gs. However, we then got that big drop off back down to 42. And at this time, we're roughly hovering at around 43. And according to Scaramucci, the deadline and the price of Bitcoin following the spot Bitcoin ETF approvals is due to investors moving funds out of Grayscale's Bitcoin trust into the spot Bitcoin ETFs. He expects to see the impact of the funds flowing into the spot Bitcoin ETFs in Bitcoin in eight to 10 trading days. Now, Grayscale converted its Bitcoin Trust, GBTC, into a spot Bitcoin ETF and began trading on the NYSE last week. Many expect the Bitcoin halving to drive the price of Bitcoin higher. MicroStrategy's chairman, Saylor, said in November that the demand for Bitcoin should double after the halving and spot Bitcoin ETF approvals. Now, in its uh, year-end crypto predictions asset management firm VanEck stated it anticipates minimal market disruption and post-halving rise of the Bitcoin price with significant gains for some low-cost miners. Now, Pantera Capital said in August of last year, it expects Bitcoin to skyrocket to 148,000 after the halving. Moreover, we had Tim Draper, the billionaire venture capitalist, said Bitcoin will hit $250,000 this year. Let me know which prediction you think will be most accurate. Will it be Draper? Will it be Scaramucci? Will it be Pantera Capital? Let me know your thoughts. All right, now let's discuss a $300,000 target from crypto analyst Mikal Pop, one of my favorite analysts I've been following uh, for years. I think he's pretty good, pretty good trader. Van Pop tells his uh, 700,000 followers that Bitcoin is likely to enjoy a rally ahead of the halving scheduled for April. That's right. According to the widely followed analysts, there is a possibility a Bitcoin falling below 41,000 before skyrocketing by over 630% from that level all the way up to $300,000 per coin. And based on band Pop's chart, which you can see here. It appears the analyst expects Bitcoin to climb to around 45.5 before tumbling to just under $40,000. The widely followed analyst further says that the over the long term, the approval of the spot Bitcoin ETFs in the US will have a positive impact. Quoting him here, the Bitcoin ETF has provided a negative return since the start. The Bitcoin ETF has provided a massive net inflow in the first few days, more than 600 million on the first day. The real impact of the ETF will be shown in the coming few years, a mega bullish event. And according to Van de Pop, the bullish season that it is potentially on the way is likely to be the last easy cycle for Bitcoin and the other crypto assets, as he shares here. This cycle will probably take slightly longer, will go way higher than anticipated, and will change many lives. That's great, but times won't stay like this. Take those profits, period. So there you have it. What are your thoughts on his skyrocketing prediction of after dropping to the 40,000 range, possibly eclipsing just under it, 39-ish, that we skyrocket 630%, to $300,000 per coin? Let me know, family, in the comments right down below. Let's now dive into our feature story of the day. Give me a second to pull this baby up. All right, now we're going to be discussing Bitcoin hitting a million dollars per coin. And why haven't we hit a million yet? Is Bitcoin's one million dream on hold? Max Kaiser reveals the top obstacles. So let's break this story down. This was just published January 17th earlier today and uh, looks pretty insightful. So here we have it. Max Kaiser, the high priest himself, the prominent Bitcoin advocate and broadcaster, points and Accusatory finger at Vanguard CEO Mortimer J. Buckley. (laughs) What a name. And according to Kaiser, Buckley's cautious approach is the primary obstacle preventing Bitcoin from reclaiming the coveted $50,000 level. That's right. Crypto enthusiasts are pointing fingers and the target is the Vanguard CEO Mortimer Buckley. In his latest episode of the ongoing Bitcoin saga, Max Kaiser, the vocal Bitcoin advocate and broadcaster, accuses Buckley of being the main roadblock preventing Bitcoin from reclaiming the much coveted 50G level. Now, Kaiser doesn't mince words, claiming that Vanguard, one of the world's largest asset managers, I think it's the second largest in the world next to BlackRock, is the key player. With holding Bitcoin back, in a recent expose, Kaiser asserts that Vanguard's decision to restrict its customers from purchasing the newly introduced crypto product is a strategic move aimed at hindering the Bitcoin surge. As Max tweeted here, this guy, Tim Buckley, delayed Bitcoin hitting $50,000 post ETFs By two weeks. That's the silver lining. He only delayed it by two weeks, family. So it's all good. And in a follow-up interview, Buckley attempts to clarify Vanguard's position. He voices reservations about Bitcoin's backed ETFs and gold-based exchange-traded funds, citing Bitcoin's lack of intrinsic economic value and cash flow as reasons for the company's caution. Now, I have to point out, how hypocritical this guy is because Vanguard owns roughly 8.6% of MicroStrategy and MicroStrategy holds 200,000 roughly Bitcoin on their balance sheet. So Vanguard already has indirect exposure to Bitcoin. These are the old oligarchs. I mean, the biggest ones out there, BlackRock, Vanguard, and Fidelity. These are the juggernaut's family. But anyways, interestingly, Vanguard's group substantial holdings in MicroStrategy with 1.1 million MicroStrategy shares, read my mind, indirectly exposes its client to Bitcoin. This apparent contradiction adds complexity to the debate surrounding Vanguard's stance on embracing Bitcoin through ETFs. So not only are they a big shareholder, they're the primary shareholder, Of MicroStrategy, they own more shares than any other company. 1.1 million MSTR shares. Now, Vanguard's differing stance. Vanguard's cautious stance sharply contrasts with major competitors like BlackRock and Larry Fink, Fidelity, and Vesco. These investment giants in a strategic move last week eagerly embrace the spot Bitcoin ETFs. Experts anticipate that this move will significantly expand Bitcoin's investor base, providing a more accessible path for investment. Now let's discuss this million dollar forecast and miss the debate. Bitcoin maxi Samson Mao enters the scene with a bold prediction that Bitcoin can soar to the unprecedented 1 million per coin in a matter of days to weeks after the approval of the ETF, which I've been covering here on the pod. Mao cites the recent approval of the spot Bitcoin ETFs and the upcoming 2024 halving as potential catalysts for this monumental surge. And let's check out this actual tweet he shared dated on January 15th. So two days ago on Monday, it already got over 200,000 views, quoting Samson Mao. You promised 1 million days after the ETF started trading. No one can promise that Bitcoin does anything except produce blocks every roughly 10 minutes and a halving every four years. Now, 1 million in days to weeks. Note, we are just two days in a long weekend post after the ETF's launch. And it is just my prediction and it's for fun. The main point I'm trying to get across is that the macro environment has fundamentally changed. And this is a very real possibility now. Many have since acknowledged this as well, most people don't understand that when perma bull like Stack Hodler or Bit Pain, etc., make predictions, we're just having fun. We'd also happily ride Bitcoin down to zero too. So if you're a trader, you probably shouldn't listen to us. I am happy to be wrong. See my Max Pain Theory thread because a slow and steady Bitcoin price rise is better for everyone. Ultimately, though, it is inevitable that Bitcoin does go to a million per coin. It could be in days to weeks. It could be at the having, or it could be in the month post having The point is that 1 million per Bitcoin is a certainty because the fiat system is dying and there's literally nowhere else to go except for moving into Bitcoin. ETS resume buying tomorrow. Have a good day. And you can see some of the feedback here. I think I posted something. It may have been another post. I shared like a, a meme of Allen Iverson crossing over on, what's his name, on Michael Jordan Classic. But anyways, uh, he also shares here, while he initially presented the million dollar forecast for fun, Mal now asserts that the changing macro environment for Bitcoin makes the ambitious target a very real possibility. So I'd love to know your thoughts, family. Honestly, I don't think anything has changed. I do think a lot of the mainstream FUD from the Jamie Dimon, you know, the tapeworm himself, saying that Satoshi is going to come back, change the code, that the vanguards, the freaking Merrill Lynch's, the Bank of America's, and the old money oligarchs are going to continue to FUD Bitcoin, including their own chairman of the SEC, Gary Gensler, even after giving his official stamp of approval, allowing 11-spot Bitcoin ETFs, he still says, Bitcoin's primary use case is for illicit activity. So you know, Bitcoin is a threat to the old money. And so they can't directly control Bitcoin, but what they can do is FUD it and try to scare investors out of their positions. And they do a great job at this, using the mainstream, the news media, and all their tools. But there you have it, fam. When do you feel Bitcoin will likely hit that $1 million mark? Do you think it could potentially happen this cycle? Or do you think that's more later down the road, potentially at the year Kathy Wood predicts it in 2030. Her base case is 670,000 by 2030, which is now only six years out, family. Let that sink in. Her bullish case is between 1 million and 1.5 million. Shout out to Omar. Appreciate you subbing to the number one daily Bitcoin pod. And she says now that we got the ETF approvals, we're more than likely gonna head to that bullish target of 1.5 million by 2030. Let me know your thoughts. I think it's a given. I think we could potentially hit 1 million per coin by the year 2029. Here's my thoughts and theory behind it. Typically, it's the year preceding the halving. We hit the cycle peak. For example, in 2012, we had a halving. In 2013, cycle peak. Then four years later, after 2012 and 2016, we had a halving. Then 2017, the year preceding the halving, we hit the 20,000 peak. Then like Deja Vu, four years after the 2016 halving, we had another halving in 2020 and Bitcoin did its thing. And the following year in 2021, we reached the current all-time high of roughly 69,000 per coin. And many experts say that if we didn't have the fraudsters such as FTX, Luna, and all those debacles, we could have climbed on up to 100,000 per coin back in 2021. They say Bankman Freed was dumping Bitcoin onto the open market to suppress it under 20,000 and potentially was colluding with Gary Gensler. What are your thoughts on this crypto family? But back to my theory. So again, we're gonna have a having this year in 2024. More than likely, we're gonna hit the cycle peak in 2025 if history is to rhyme. And then in 2028, we're gonna have another halving. And if history is to rhyme, we'll hit that cycle peak in 2029. I think the cycle peak, particularly for this cycle, is going to be somewhere between 222000 and 500000 per coin, Two hundred twenty-two being my bearish scenario, 500000 being my bullish scenario. So probably fall somewhere in between if I was to guess. Now, check it out. How much does Bitcoin have to climb, hypothetically speaking, from a three hundred thousand, or let's just keep it simple, a two hundred and fifty thousand price action? Let's go with the more of the bearish scenario, just hypothetically speaking. We just need to four x from the next having, and boom, bada boom, bada bing, million dollars per coin, family. So let me know your thoughts. Twenty twenty nine, one million per coin. Holla at your boy. And don't forget to check out cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle.